This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. I am Stanford Chidge. This is a fact. Uh, it is Friday. This is a fact. And this is the Chelsea Fancast preview show. That is also a fact, a triumvirate of facts. Now, I don't want to like sound like Rafa Benitez, a word that I haven't mentioned for many years. <laughs> yes, thankfully. But uh, it's good to be back on a Friday night, of course. And I have with me uh, the absolutely lovely Jonathan Kidd. I love it to be on the show to continue the F's. I'm fucked. So we've got all the facts. You, well, you, well, you're not fat. I think being fucked is probably better than being fat or facted. Yeah, that's very good. Thank you. No, I went to the gym rather foolishly oh. and, uh, and overdid it. Oh. Yes. Schoolboy yes. error, mate, on a Friday. Oh, a pathetic schoolboy error. Just, I mean, worse than schoolboy. Infant, infant error. So, uh, but I'm now, um, I've had a bit of, I've had a few Z's. Yeah. So uh, I hope I'm uh, I hope I'm sufficiently recovered to do the show. If not, if I doze off, just just uh, um, nudge me. OK, well, you never know. I mean, I know you're about to introduce our illustrious guest. By the way, I missed you on Tuesday night. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but it was not quite the same without your funny little face. Oh, I'd love to have been on. I went to um, uh, I went to a, a meeting of um, strange people and wished I'd done the show instead. Oh, dear. Did you go? Did you go to Lovey Land? Uh, there was an element of loveliness oh, involved. Dear. See, I could have told you. Promises so much, always fails to deliver, mate. Oh, dear. Unlike this show, which promises nothing and always delivers. Uh, uh, Think no, about just... it. That was funnier than it sounded, you know. It was. It promises nothing and delivers exactly nothing. Exactly that. Exactly that. Now, listen, if you do fall asleep, don't worry. We might have a special guest appearance from my nephew tonight, who I hope is winging his way here in the car of my wife who's picked him up from Putney, uh, so that we have an early start tomorrow. So you never know, Sash might appear later. But uh, 
before any of that happens, we do have a bona fide legend of the Chelsea fan cars with us tonight, uh, uh, JK, don't we? Almost gave the game well, away. Well, funny enough, I, I only appear to be on the show with him if I miss a couple, and then uh, it's him again, and he's back on again. Yeah, so it's just... I mean, yeah, I had this on Tuesday with Dane, Dane and Mark saying, oh, I haven't seen you for about two years. What? That's just, it's weird. <laughs> you know, people are like designing their social calendar around when they're on the bloody fan cars, mate. Well, that's fair enough. I think it's, it's lovely. It's a lovely date in the diary. But just to say that it is, of course, the, the effervescent, excellent, uh, um, another brain of the bridge, uh, uh, Martin Wickham, is on again. And uh, and that's an advantage of me. If I'm a bit sleepy, he can just take over. Yep, he's the brains yeah. of an otherwise no-brain outfit. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, everyone. And hello, I think jk has been really modest. He's actually, the reason he missed Tuesday was because he's in secret negotiations to take over on VAR. <laughs> if only that was true. Goodness it would make gracious. it would make it would make the re- audio recordings much better. Yes. No, no, what the fuck? What the fuck? I'm That's sorry, wrong. it's just not working for me. <laughs> it's not working for me. That was fucking on offside, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Right, um, as always, part one, we're just going to have a bit of a catch-up about what's been going on in the world of Chelsea. Uh, part two, we have Opposition View. It's back with a lovely person Ooh. from No Nay Never. I hope so. I haven't heard from him, but I sent him the email, so hopefully he'll turn up. Um, and then, of course, part three, we will be uh, previewing uh, the Burnley-Chelsea game, which happens at three o'clock tomorrow. Um, do you know what, JK? I, I, I started off, uh, as, as we often do, I thought, let's talk about the presser. Uh, and then I watched it, and then I thought, there's nothing to talk about, about the presser. Pochettino is such a, a, a canny, a canny lad that he says nothing of interest whatsoever. And do you know what? I'm really happy about that, actually. I, I think it's quite nice for me to watch presser and go, oh, I just don't even want to talk about it. There's nothing, nothing that's making me really angry, nothing that's making me really sad. I'm 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 devoid of emotion about our presses. They they bother me not, but in a very positive way. Uh, perversely, though, I I was similarly um, uh, undiscombobulated by the presser, where he, as you say, uh, said nothing but managed somehow to speak for twenty minutes on nothing. Um, Maybe he's auditioning uh, for the fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be on in a flash, except everybody would say, I don't quite understand him. Yep. Um, he uh, he was asked some really dopey questions, though. Well, yeah. They were really obsessed with VAR and uh, all, all the, uh, the 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 journalists and also just asking him whether Broger or Jackson would play tomorrow. And he said, well, I'm not actually going to tell you. Um, one of them will. Yeah, yeah cool, good stuff. Um and uh, another lovely question was, um, how good could Brozier be? Yes, he has potential, he said. Yes, well, we all know that. Um, <laughs> it was a decidedly dull, useless presser. But um, I would say that uh, um, you, you're saying it's how you want it to be. I, I used to really enjoy listening to Tuchel um, at every press conference. He was uh, brilliant because he was funny uh, and charming and um, spoke a lot about the side in a way that, Pochettino isn't interested in doing. Um, to be fair, you know, what's he supposed to say? It, yes, he wants the momentum to carry on as they all do, as as we all do. Um, and it makes sense. We've had the two wins. Can they continue it? Yes, it would be nice to go into the international break with three wins, maintaining the momentum. Um, uh, what else? Um, uh, if if um, uh, What did he say about a VAR? 
you have to, well, it's quite clever about VAR, you have to trust in the car, but not the driver, he said, mm. which, um, uh, which I thought was quite clever, actually, um, in this instance. So we're trusting the idea of VAR. And he said, we all suffer and we're not happy with the refs. I think he said ooh, that. So he, uh, um, I, di I didn't see that bit. I'd have been quite excited by that. Well, no, but it was just tossed off and lost in the, the maelstrom of, uh, of not quite accented English. Um, no, accented, very accented English, I could say. Hope we can improve. Um, hope he can improve. Um, uh, what else? He's, oh, yeah. When asked about Mudrik, was he, had he played any better in training? And his reply was, every single player has his own special circumstance. Ooh. Now, that's really quite... Mystic you know, Meg, what's all that yeah, about? What was that all about? What was that? But meaningless at the same time. So, um, yeah, it was, it was very dull. Very, very dull. And I was disappointed in how dull it was. And yet, what's he supposed to say? He gave us a run-through of the injuries. Um, uh, and I think Reese would have been in contention for playing tomorrow if he hadn't... Mm in suspended which was a real shame well it, well yes but it's another week for him to rest no, but, and not be injured but also i have great admiration for reese swearing at one of the refs yes for being, you yes. know because i think i think more players will, do you think he do. called him a gareth i well that would be great if he did yeah I'd, I'd have loved it i think more players ought to do that there should be more players suspended so there's a come a saturday where teams can't actually put a side out because they've all sworn at the ref as he's come off the pitch <laughs> So both teams, so that's 28, but for every single game that's played in the Premier League. So there are no matches played the following week with players because they can't go on, can't love do it. it. Love, it, they, love it, love it, love it. They deserve it because they are indeed all Gareth's. They are, they are indeed. Uh, Martin, I don't know, did you did you find time to uh, watch the presser today and are you remotely bothered? I have never watched a presser by any manager ever. I have better things to do I've, I've i don't know i think i had between you know watching a paint paint drying and grass growing i had other things to do than watch press conferences and by the way if we are going to talk about var being the technology behind var being good but its operators being bad i think we can also say with press conferences that the concept is good but the questions are shit yeah because it's either blindingly obvious closed questions you know, yes, I would like my players to play well this weekend. No, he wants them to be shit. What do you think? Yeah. No, Fucking that's... stupid. And it just it's they're just there to fill out time on Sky Sports News. So I don't see the point of them. I've never watched them even when they were interesting. I'm certainly not going to watch them now when he appears to be answering the same question three times in a different way. Well indeed. I mean I not that I that I watched Emma Hayes' press conference, but I gather that she tore a strip off Moose not you know about blooming time too um uh, because he was like asking her about var and she was basically saying look you lot just set set the agenda and why should we answer it really and i thought she put i didn't didn't see it i'm only reading reading about it but uh you know good for good for emma because moose is the worst of them all he asked the most inane questions i mean he's a oh, buffoon. he's a he's 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 a, the buffet buffoon he's a the fucking arsehole yeah quite and right. you know if um he turned apparently he turned up at Wheelstone on his day off a couple of weeks ago and was ludicrously fucking self important, allegedly, so I'm yeah, told. Yeah. But yeah, I mean with any luck, um Emma Hayes also told him to put the fucking food down, you freeloading fuck. <laughs> 
Well, indeed, Martin. I'm not a fan, as you might no, have gathered. No, I can, I can, I can and see that. And I'll be honest, asking her a loaded question about VAR when they don't use that technology in the WSL just yeah, seems a bit stupid to me. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to return to the injury situation uh, in a minute, but... Uh, uh, what uh, uh, there's a couple of other bits of news this week, which which I'm glad we got you on, Martin, because Martin, you you will have a view on this. Whereas Me? I don't, Never. yes, you will. <laughs> Whereas I don't have a view about the presser. You will certainly have a view about these two things, which are we finally announced the uh, the the new sponsor, and also that this week there was an announcement of board new board appointments. Um. Um, I don't know what we should do first. Actually, let's let's do the let's do the let's do the sponsor first. I mean, the, I mean, you know, we know, this has been telegraphed for for weeks, hasn't it? Infinite athlete. Um, the issue being whether the Premier League would, uh, excuse me, would allow it or not, because apparently, as far as I'm aware, correct me if I'm wrong. Infinite Infinite Athlete are they they have an association with Clear Lake, don't they? Um, I think Clear Lake fund might fund the company behind it, Tempers X Machina. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's it's all very convoluted and I think there's seems to have spent a lot of their time trying to unpit whether they were trying to pull a fast one and well, do quite. what Man City were allegedly doing by Yeah, well quite. you know, using their own companies to put money through as a sponsorship. I mean um, you know, in in a sense, should we give a shit? Who spon- I mean, okay. If, if well, if- we should give a shit, and we clearly did give a well, shit. Was, Otherwise, yeah, the stake uh, stuff wouldn't have happened. Yeah, so. I, was, I was about to qualify that. Yes, when 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 clearly a sponsor is highly dubious and unethical. Yes, we should give a shit. But generally, you know, I, I I'm not I'm not you know given given that they're they're above board and they're legit and they're ethical, all the rest of it. Do do we really have to give a shit about who they are? That's up to the club, you know. As long as they get as much bloody money out of these idiots as they can, I don't really care. But on the other hand, do you know what? I'll be really honest with you. Um, I kind of... Uh, I, I, I felt a bit... weird. This is really weird. What's wrong with me? I felt a bit disappointed because I thought... Well, you know, you want like a really big brand on your kit, don't you? You know, like somebody you've heard of. You know, a worldwide yeah. global brand because that tells me that you're... You're up there. Who the fucking fucker infinite athlete? It was the same with stake. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not a gambling prude. I'll happily have a bet. But every time I, th- I thought about stake on a Chelsea shirt, I thought of Everton and Watford. Which, when you've gone from Samsung, best in what they do, Yokohama, reasonably the best at what they do, tyres wise. You know, a product you could actually buy. I can't buy a pint of infinite athlete. <laughs> It's just, yeah, it was weird. And again, I, I, there's also the irony of the fact that every so we get so many players that are injured, and we're now sponsored by a company called Infinite Athlete. But isn't isn't Infinite Athlete about longevity? Isn't it about um, uh, how to maintain um, one's life? Isn't that the, the, the what the company's all about? It's a it's a no, lifestyle and a diet to make you uh, extend your. Um, the amount of of years that you exist on the earth. No, it's just data processing. It's from what I can see, they provide. They could almost sort VAR because it seemed to be real time processing of players' positions on a pitch. It's it's AI based stuff. It's, it, it's, it's not life sciences or anything like that. It's... But is it only for a year? Is it? God, until... God knows, because it strikes me as being. A temporary thing until they 
the only way that they're going to get uh, a major sponsor is by being back in the Champions League, because then it's it's a worldwide brand, isn't it? Whereas at the moment it's um it's very parochial for the fact they're just playing in the Premier League. So despite oh. my, despite the Premier League being seen around the world, it doesn't have the same clout, does it? As uh, um, as being in the uh, as being in the Champions League. Well, if they were to do that, and Infinite Athlete were still on board, they would want the extra exposure, surely. And if they are partly funded by Clear Lake, they would be happy to give them the benefit on that. I mean, it was better than the airline without any fucking aeroplanes that was touted a few weeks ago, Riyadh Air or whatever it was called. Yes, I mean, you know, it was, it was close to the pub with no beer. You know, or... it, it, it is bonkers. I mean, you know, I. I'm not going to get too sweaty about it. Let's put it this way. Now, the other bit of news this week was that there are there are new board appointments, which uh, which I think is interesting for discussion. Um, we have. Let me just find the appropriate bit. Completing the executive leadership team. It's like it is a bit like the Ryder Cup. Actually, I'm so glad the Yanks got their pants pulled down last weekend. By the way, I had to get that in early. Um, right, we've got Jason Gannon who joins uh, as the chief offer, chief operating officer, easy for me to say. He was previously the managing director of Hollywood Park and Sophie Stadium, the home of the LA Chargers and LA Rams. So that's interesting. Uh, Adriel Lares is the chief financial officer from a, an amusingly named company called Stash. <laughs> yes. Where's my stash, man? I'd love to know. I was apparently that's a financial technology and financial services company. Yeah, right. Okay. Is it uh, used by drug dealers? I don't know, mate. I don't know. Uh, allegedly, Martin. Uh, right. He he's obviously there for the long term financial plan, and he's there to drive revenues. But haven't they just had, had another investor, 143 million investor? Yeah, that was uh, Aries or something. I can't pronounce their name. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. Aries, isn't it? It's in the Aries. No, I think it's A-R-E-S, isn't it? Yeah, but they're American. They probably pronounce it differently. Aries. 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 I like Aries. I like Aries. We've got 450 million up the Aries, mate. Right. Uh, Kasper Stilzvig uh, is joining um, as... Uh, what's he joining as? doesn't really say. Honorary uh, Norwegian. Well, he's ch- he was chief revenue officer at, at Milan... Um, he was also at Fulham and he spent eight years at Man United where he was the global sponsorship director. Um, and, uh, he started out with Barcelona in 2006. So, you know, of the three, um, he looks quite an interesting appointment because he he looks like he understands football and knows what he's doing. I mean, I, I, again, I don't know these people. Have you seen Barcelona and Man U recently? Yeah, but he was there a while ago. I mean, 2006 level Barcelona was rather good. Um, you know, United do for all their all their many faults, they do make a lot of money, and we know that that's what uh, this club is all about. But I have no extra guy with these people. I don't know who they are. Um, I I think again, you know, I think it's interesting for two reasons. One is that the two out of the three of them uh, seem to be steeped in uh, well finance, which you would kind of want because that's what the, the it's hard to do. But the Jason Gannon one is particularly interesting, I think. You know, because he he's steeped in American sporting culture. Um, he had a lot to do with the building of the Hollywood Park and the Sophie Stadium, as it says. I just wonder if it kind of gives us an inkling as to where, you know, what direction they're taking as a club, you know, particularly with a, a view to the redevelopment, you know, because there's well, been... You know, take it to the States, Chidge. 
well, I tell you, what like like uh, like uh, the Queen Mary or whatever, yes. or, or, or London Bridge. Yeah. London Bridge. Yes. Yeah. That's maybe maybe that's what they think they bought. Maybe they think, hey, we've we've bought this thing called the Bridge. Maybe it's London Bridge, and we can take it to Las Vegas, brick by fucking brick, man. What the transporter bridge in from Teesside or something? I don't know. I don't know. But look, I mean, you know, it is interesting because you know we've heard rumblings that there there's a possibility that they might not only you know build a new stadium but have a massive kind of entertainment development basically to suck suck you you know of your money as as effectively as you possibly can so who knows beyond that i i I think it would be unfair to make any judgments but uh i mean i was gonna say when i first saw it i thought oh for fuck's sake more yanks you know bugger all about football or the cut the culture of it in this country and then i saw the uh what was his name The, the the stilsvig chap and I thought, oh, I mean, okay, he can't. He he looks like he knows his onions, and he's got he's got something of a track record in football. So maybe it's not not all bad. Maybe I'm just a miserable, grumpy old scrote. Uh, maybe we should have a poll out, shall we? Have a mixler poll. Is Chidge a uh, grumpy, miserable old scrote? A absolutely. B no, of course not. C we don't know. There you go. I, I look forward to your replies. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. See, we don't give a fuck. That would be the appropriate answer, wouldn't it? Okay, boys, what do you think of this, Martin, and then J.K. I wonder because those titles you've described them coming in under. I swear to God, we've already got people appointed in those positions. Yeah, well, Tom Glick's left. Oh, um, he had that that dodgy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where he he didn't oversee something properly and seems to have cost his job. But this this Casper bloke come in. Revenue officer, what you're a sec. It's all so a few years ago, I read some author called Greg Easterbrook. He's in a writes on a very number various number of things, but he writes about American football as a side hustle. And he was describing the front offices of American football teams and having like multiple people with the same fucking job title with minor variations, like executive vice president and, you know, the president of executive vice and, you know, three variations thereof. And I joked about last season about them appearing to hire three directors of football simultaneously and let them fight it out. And Vivelle's gone now, so we're down to two. And this Gannon bloke coming in, um, presumably specialises in stadium operations. Well, I think that's a fairly obvious sign of where that's going. Will they have a stadium to operate on is another matter. Just And, you know, going very briefly back to the sponsor, you talked about having uh, people with American sporting experience. We discussed it on the chat. The father of the infant athlete head person, Charlie Ebersol, his father, ran NBC Sports for a period and was responsible for the production of various Super Bowls and negotiations of rights deals for leagues. And at one point, he was involved in a breakaway league, the XFL, which didn't last very long. I believe it was one season, but he was involved in it quite heavily with his business partner. So the the signs are there. Obviously, they haven't done anything yet, so we have to see. But um, ship's going to be run very differently. So... We the signs are there from a breakaway league, you think? Another I'd, well, I, I think it'll be the usual thing of wait. Put it put it this way: whereas when the European Super League was tried the last time, it was common knowledge that 
the Abramovich and at Chelsea and Sheikh Mansour at Man City wanted nothing to do with it but joined in because of fear of missing out. You can bet your bottom dollar, pun intended, these guys will be leading the charge this time. Intriguing. Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, as I said, my my jaundiced view is that this lot will do anything they can to make as much money as they possibly can, uh, which means that, you know, you can't rule anything nutty like this happening. But uh, Well, I, I think you saw it backfire a little bit last Sunday. When yeah. I, I, the kickoff time didn't help. No. So and I'll, on, I'll and on TV. And on TV. And uh, um, it wasn't on an international weekend where there was no yeah. clash with men's games. But... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with the next game, which is on an international weekend, which is at a kickoff time that is a bit more family friendly. But if they keep insisting on charging the same prices, they may f- have the same outcome. And that's very disappointing when you've got Arsenal up the road getting 50,000 in the Emirates I know. at the same time. Well, did, did they get 50,000 because they kept to the, 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 the prices being very low? Well, I presume they're a bit more sensible than ours trying to charge 50 quid for the fucking tickets in certain places. Well, the problem was that they, they had variable pricing, didn't they? That's the thing. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah but it, that's that's not going to work here. No, um, no. I, I, I it's not going to, yeah, it's it's an American import and it ain't going to work. Well, I know, and this is what I fear. Um, you Read read my hustings, Martin. When you when you get them emailed to you, you will you will you will chortle with pride and 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 also chortle because you 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 know where my head is at. Um, very quickly, J.K. and I mean very quickly because we'll have Adam on in a minute, hopefully. Um, what do you think about the uh, you know Poch's uh, ruminations on the injuries? I mean, from what I understand, Chuck's ready. Uh, James would have played if he hadn't been banned. Uh, Chilwell, we know, looks horrible and is probably out till January. Although they wouldn't put a date on he it, no, he had no clue about that. Yeah. He said, I'm not. He said, "I'm not a doctor." Well, you know, yeah, but you might have an, a bit of knowledge about it. Poch. Come on, he ain't going to speculate, is he? He's not not no, one for not. speculation. No, um, and uh, you know, Badia Shield and uh, Chaloba are, are, are training, I think, aren't they? But that's about it. I wonder how they'll get themselves back in. Might perhaps he'll give them a go in the. Um... The Blackburn game there's mm. an opportunity, but I can't see. I I I, I fear that the team has passed both of them by at the moment. But I, he did make a, a good remark, which is um, he he tends he said up uh, because he was asked about Mudrick. Would Mudrick now get a long line of games uh, in the first team uh, because he'd played well and scored? And um, I think this was he was asked this during the week, and he said, "No, it's down to the training." So uh, if somebody isn't training well, then he won't pick them, yeah. uh, which is, you know, uh, what, I'm, what I've always established. Well, he's, he's consistent on that. But if you're asking him that question when well, he's had to be fucking subbed at halftime as an injury precaution. Indeed, so indeed. I think every player will get their chance because, you know, we lose two and the other two more will come back at the same time. But, I well, mean... I'm, I'm waiting to see Matson play at left back, actually, because Matson playing as a winger, it doesn't work for me in the no, same way. I agree. That, it made, it a, it made a difference on... Uh... On but Monday night, that, didn't it? Yeah, the the different from when Mudrick was on, he looked scary. For they were scared of it. A- and he was a really good out ball as well. Yeah, which yeah. I liked. I uh, thought Mudrick was great. I, I really thought Mudrick had a fantastic. He first did half. just very very quickly because um, Adam's waiting to come in. But uh, yeah. 
I thought it was really good news that Mudrick and Caicedo look like they're fit to play, which was was the worry uh, after Monday when they both. Yeah, I, I thought Caicedo, I thought when Casado fell over that uh, when he was hit that that was another another curse yeah, of, so of the injury, injury uh, Chelsea injuries. But no, yeah, I, I, I'm I, I'm but I didn't get a talk, chance to talk about it on Tuesday. I was really infused by by the Fulham match. I thought we played marvellously on occasions just little there was a wonderful moment just in front of us all where they just passed the ball in a little triangle to to, to each other and uh, um connor was involved connor was great on 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 monday he and was. Uh, i was um uh and i just i just happened to film it for some godforsaken reason and uh, and i've got and it was you just thought this these guys are so skillful and this is this is such an opportunity for them now. I think that's one of the things, positive things to look at. It's an opportunity for these guys to show how good they are. Brilliant. Absolutely. Right. Very quickly. Uh, CFC UK, if you want your copy of CFC UK on a match day, then get yourself down to the stall, which is uh, opposite Fulham Broadway Tube. Um, you can also get it away. Uh, DJ, no doubt, and a few others will be selling it tomorrow at Burnley. Uh, in between munches on Eccles cakes. Uh, but if you can't get to a match, do not panic. You can get it digitally by subscribing for an entire year uh, or more, if you want. Fanzine at cfcuk.net is the place to go. It'll cost you 20 quid in the UK, 45 quid in Europe, 60 quid in the rest of the world. And if you want it, uh, it that's for a proper copy. If you want it digitally it uh, as a PDF email to you, it'll cost you six quid for a year or a quid each. And you can do all of that by paying via PayPal. And, of course, if you want to buy a Chelsea pitch owner's share, which you very much should do if you value Stamford Bridge as the home of Chelsea Football Club, uh, then you can get one of those too. 110 quid or there or thereabouts for an electronic share. You can pay about 175 quid for a framed share signed by a Chelsea player. And you need to go to the Chelsea website, chelseafc.com, search for Chelsea pitch owners. There we go. Go and do it. Uh, right, we'll be back in a minute for uh, the opposition view. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com dot com forward slash Chelsea fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. 
total nutters and proper chels. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show with me, Stanford Chidge, him down there, Mr. Jonathan Kidd. Hey, up. Hey, up, lad. And uh, the lovely Martin Wickham. I'm using my natural accent for the time. Ooh, controversial. Right. And uh, of course, it is now time for this. The Opposition View. That's right. Uh, opposition view is back. Uh, I, d- I gather actually that Dean uh, managed to organise a- an opposition fan while I was away, which is to his eternal credit. But uh, tonight, I'm delighted to say we have the return of uh, one of our favourite Burnley people, which of course is Adam Adam Dennett from No Nay Never Podcast. And uh, if you want to follow Adam on Twitter, he's at a Dennett D E double N E double T eighty seven. Um. I'm going to hazard a guess, Adam, that you were born in 1987. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, born just after we'd uh, we'd survived uh, relegation from the football league on the last day. So it's been quite an upward trajectory for me as a fan. So I it's, bet. Uh, yeah, you can take credit for that, of course. <laughs> I can try to. Yes, indeed. 87. I'm trying to remember what I was doing in 87. I can guarantee you that it was something entirely irresponsible. Wasn't Ian Britton the goal scorer who kept them up? Wow. No, he was. Yeah? Yeah, yeah scored no. the winner, yeah. No. In we, the Orient game. Good grief. We, uh, we, I, I, I watched Ian Britton play because I am that old. So did JK. Um, and a lovely chap. And I, I know he's well loved up at Burnley. I, I know this because I know his son, Callum, who is a lovely, lovely bloke and talks very fondly of the uh, the relationship that Burnley and uh, Ian Britton had. So is that that's that's... that's <laughs> Did you have the best hair of any, any any Chelsea player ever, even better than Marcus Alonso? Wow, that's praise indeed coming from you. Yeah. Bloody hell. Adam, it's true, isn't it, about Ian? He's well loved up in your, your neck of the woods, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a picture of like, a bit of a mural up of him uh, outside the stadium, uh, along with a few other club legends. But, um, yeah, obviously he didn't play his best football with us. Uh, but yeah, the, just the impact that that goal had on the town. If we'd have dropped out of the football league at that point, uh, you just never know what no. what had happened. And um, and yeah, thankfully uh, we pulled it out of the bag that day. Great stuff. Now, uh, bringing us right up to date, um, it's been a tricky start for you, lot, hasn't it? I mean, I mean, I'm intrigued by Burnley. More of that in a minute. But first of all, what's your thoughts on the season to date and Burnley's form? Yeah, um, lots lots of incomings again, lots of change in the summer. Obviously, we, we had to do that last summer for uh, obvious reasons. But yeah, brought in new keeper, centre-back, centre-midfielders, uh, a centre-midfielder and about a million wingers and still no left-back, which uh, left us scratching our heads a bit. Uh, but I think we all know which left-back we wanted. Uh, companies uh, stuck to his principles. And uh, just like the start of last season, it's not really clicking into place straight away. And we've been punished um, early goals against City and Villa have, have made it really difficult in those games. Along with the loot and postponement in the middle of that, it, it just felt like a real broken start and we couldn't get any momentum going. Um, the, the the Spurs game were probably the biggest concerning point um, from the fans' point of view because having gone behind against City and Villa, it makes it really difficult. But we went ahead early against Spurs and you're just thinking, right, what can we do with a lead? This, like, we don't have to be as aggressive with the press. We don't have to um, go all out attack. 
but we were still defending on the halfway line. Um, we were we had like our our centre halves up against Sun and defending high up, and it was just one long ball over the uh, up the pitch, and they were back in the game. Um, it, it, goals seem to be going in at the wrong time for us as well, um, which is easy to say, but we've conceded three screamers right on half time, and and it's just against Spurs against City, which killed the game. Um, and then Forest actually that were just after half time. Um, and we had square pegs in round holes in those first few games. Roberts at left back, Alder Keel, who's done all right at centre half since, but at right back, Burge playing deeper. Um, and again, since we've changed that, he's looked a lot better. Um, and and company has he has reacted. A lot of the fans thought we're getting really worried at that point, thinking that we're gonna be be stubborn. Um, and we've brought in a bit bit of the old guard experience and Charlie Taylor and Brownhill have come back in and we've looked a lot more balanced. Good point against Forrest, should have been three. Try not to talk about VAR after all this uh, this last week. It's been kicking off badly, but I felt we were on the wrong end of that then. Mm. Strong first half against a really poor United side. Uh, and then that first win over Luton on Tuesday, which were massive. Uh, Newcastle away were like in the middle of all that, but they were just miles better than us on the day and they're flying at the moment. Yeah. Uh, we caused them problems early on. And I'd, I'd say that's probably a concerning theme against the better sides we've faced. And we have faced a few of them. Um, they've tended to work us out quite quickly. Uh, and I've got faith company will learn and will get better as the season goes on. But whether we can make progress like we did last season at Premier League level is just another uh, like another question. We're going to need to get points in those games. Like uh, I don't want to rub it in, but obviously Bournemouth and um, and Forest. We were obviously hoping you'd beat them. Uh, City losing to Wolves. You can't just gain all your points against the bottom teams. So yeah, we need we need to start picking them up, and hopefully it'll be this weekend. Well, you do. Adam, how easy? Oh, sorry, Church. I just say, Adam. How easy is it to work you out? I mean, what what? Why is it that simple? You're I saying. I, I just. I think we lack. Um, we lack physicality. We maybe once once we've. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure to be honest. You just see teams just change, just slightly change, tweak the system to deal oh, with yes. the pace of. We've got pace on the wing with Osho and some trickery with Am, Amdune, but uh, yeah, it's just been a concern that in the second half, in particular, and even after the half hour mark, again against Spurs, against uh, City, against even against United. Probably after half time, even though I wouldn't class them as a brilliant side anymore. Um, it's and even against Newcastle as well, we caused them problems early on, and they just yeah, it was one way traffic after that. So we've not got many. It doesn't feel like we've got many ways to score, which is hard to watch when we've had set pieces for so long. And I know that's probably a bit of a backwards view, but when you've got with Dyche, we always had a chance when we got a set piece high up the pitch, whereas from set pieces this season, we look really vulnerable at the back and we don't like, we have a prayer at scoring them. So, yeah, it's it's difficult. As as good as last year was, we were just better than a lot of teams we faced. And now we're trying the same things against players and teams that are seemingly better than us and are better than us. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a good point, actually, Adam. I mean, yeah. It's kind of, I mean, you know, we, obviously our record against Burnley up there, particularly, is, is excellent. And and for most of that time, you had you had Sean Dyche in charge. 
in a way, you kind of always knew what you were going to get with Sean Dyche. And actually, I, I, I used to love it when Burnley would turn up and beat somebody else. Usually Spurs, funnily enough. It used to give me great joy when they turned Spurs over with a classic kind of Dyche setup. So, so what do you think of company compared to Dyche? And, uh, you know, I mean, the, the narrative at the moment is, is pretty much, as you've said, that companies come up and try to play football but it's kind of backfiring because, you you know, you, to, to compete with other teams that are going to play football, you kind of need to have better players and maybe you don't. Yeah, I think that's that's fair. But um, I don't think it were ever going to be any any other way. And I've spoken to a lot of Leeds fans recently. I work in Leeds and they said they experienced similar with Bielsa, um, whereas they didn't change. They would they would beat like teams well, uh, but then they'd, they'd take some hammerings. And... I just we've got to. I'm struggle not to be too harsh on on us really because we've got such high expectations after last season and, and given that we've spent a hundred million, which is absolutely unheard of for us um, in the transfer market, it's hard not to get ahead of ourselves a bit. And some Burnley fans saying we're going to be top ten, um, but I just we've got we've got to be patient. We had to be patient last year. We've got to be patient again. He's a really intelligent man. We've just got to find other ways to hurt teams, which, like I said, really positive that we've done that against Forrest and Luton. But, yeah, against the bigger sides, no. And um, I don't know if you want me to carry on with the whole Daesh company thing before. Yeah, yeah, go go, go, go for it. So I I think they're completely different entities. Daesh pretty much built the foundations of how the club is now. And the the first promotion, then we went back down um, in 2015, we didn't really spend much when we came up and we improved the training ground, um, invested more probably when we went back down to then bounce straight back. And since then, we haven't really looked looked back. And those years we've been at the helm, over a long sustained period, the best I've had watching Burnley by a million miles. The last couple of years under, under him were quite turgid and I, I'd probably say it was more down to longer-term under-investment by the previous owners, that it felt like an inevitable relegation in the end. And at that, it felt like the end of an era. Like Teams like the size of Burnley, you've got to stay there as long as possible. And, and it did just feel like every everyone's out of contract. You're losing your best players inevitably. They're up, um, you're going to do... You lost your, your manager that's, that's done everything for you. And it just felt like, oh, that could be it now. We're going to go back down to uh, maybe the doldrums for where we've, we were in the eight, uh, 70s, eight, well, 80s and 90s. Uh, but then company coming in, um, fair play to the owners. I think they've they've tried. We'll come on to the owners, I'm, uh, I'm guessing, but it was like a breath of fresh air. Nobody nobody expected the success we had last year. To get that team together, playing the football we did and be successful, were just such a joy to watch. It it took the stress out of watching us. To be, it were a bit weird coming on from games and I wasn't like, pumped up from it was yeah a bit surreal uh but wouldn't i think a lot of the players that have signed for us are signing for company they're not signing for burnley which is is fine for now but we've just got to i think the longer he stays with us the more successful we're going to be uh which it may be a bit contradictory given what i've just said about the start of the season but um but yeah you think you've spent wisely the 100 million you've spent are they looking good the players um, it's difficult because I think we've front loaded. Um, a lot of them are at the top end of the pitch, whereas uh, 
I think we probably could have done well. We've we've got a glaring hole at, at left back, uh, yeah. and it seemed like we had all our eggs in the Matson basket, and there were no. He was waiting, I think. I think he expected him to sign, didn't he? Because he they were having long chats. I heard phone calls. Yeah, yeah, and that were really disappointing from from a Burnley fans' point of view. Just given how I didn't expect us to be able to sign him last after last season. But when it looked like we might be able to, and we weren't going in for anyone else, I thought we've got a chance here. Um, but yeah, it seems I think there's a profile to it. You can you can see what they're trying to do. The documentary that we did kind of explained the theory behind it. It's a bit of the Brighton model where we're signing youth potential <laughs> with, and they've got the faith. To, I don't. Yeah, I shouldn't really mention Brighton on here, should I? But well, no. It's <laughs> just I'm chuckling actually, Adam, because that's exactly what we're doing. You know that that's that's basically the model that they've adopted at our club. And <laughs> look look where we are. You know. Yeah, it is. Yeah, invest in the youth, bring them on, and sell them for more. Rich. Last summer, when we spent twenty million in the championship, all right, we brought in seventy million. But at the time, it felt like a lot of money to be spending. But you look at the players that we brought in now, and it's Benson, Zarure, um are worth more than that on their own now, or, or close to it now. So if you can bring them in and they do well, then obviously you've got that sell on, and I think that's the model that they're going for. Um, and yeah, just hope it works out because if you have a poor year this year, then obviously you don't add much value because the players have had poor season, uh, see like seasons and probably haven't added, and you're stuck with um, a big wage bill in the championship again. But hopefully, it doesn't come to that. Yeah, and as you said, you know, com- company and it, you know, company's reputation, he, he will attract decent players. You you would imagine. So, I mean, look, okay, talk, talking of uh, decent players, who 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 should be, be who who should we be watching out for? Tomorrow, as I said, I mean, I looked at your last lineup, and 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 it's completely different from the last time we played Burnley. And there were, there, I, I used to remember games against Burnley because there's always a few places. Oh no, not him! <laughs> Who is the one that always used to kick us, Martin? Ashley Barnes. Thank you, <laughs> Ashley Barnes. There you go, straight away, boom. Yeah, but yeah. I looked at the team lineup from last week, and I thought, oh god, I don't know any of these guys. Who are these guys? So who who should we be worried about? I think the well, the the big surprise package for for a lot of Burnley fans was um, was Lyle Foster who came in in January and didn't look up to it, to be honest. So he were joining from um, the Belgian league uh, and he's been around Europe a bit. He's still young, 22-year-old. But when he came in, he he looked about 40 and he just didn't seem to pick the style of play up. And we'd spent £10 million on him. Um, so it were a big money sign in high expectations. But straight, quite soon after we, after we did, company said, this is one for next season. And he's come back and he looks a completely different player. He's big, strong, athletic, and just how sharp he is. Like with his first touch, he can he can just trap the ball and lay it off. And he's he's looked fantastic this season. And he's added he's, he's scored goals as well. Scored three already. Had one really harshly chalked off at Forest. And then probably the frustration from that led led to him getting sent off in that game. Um but yeah, he's he's been the big the big one this season. Um, and another one where company has not proven fans wrong, but been proved right longer term. If um, hopefully he can carry it on. And then, as I mentioned before, uh, Sander Burge um, or Berger, still not sure how to say it, um, has uh, has come in from Sheffield United. We played him deeper, and he looked a bit lost um, alongside Cullen in the first few games. But since he's moved into the ten role, he, he's looked much improved. Again, we've had probably. Easier fixtures, so he's been able to dictate play a bit. But he looks class act. 
Uh, and then Jordan Bayer at the back, a bit of a shaky start, but he's, if we're playing our best football, he's come bringing the ball out from the back and um, and starting a lot of our attacks. Mm. And probably not ones to watch out for, but the a key part of our play is Josh Cullen. He, um, he was fans and players player of the year last year, Ireland international, never really had um, the chance at Premier League level after coming through at West Ham, but really, really wanting to do well this year because... Um, I, I think the physicality again, like I said before, might play against go against him, but he's he's just so key to how we play. Uh, so if he's playing well, we're playing well. Excellent, Martin. I saw, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Just yeah, yeah. So I saw Cork played the other day. Was that right? He sneaked in, Jack Cork. It's the only one uh, I recognise from the from the team sheet. Yeah, yeah, he's the only one. I was about to say. Exactly. He didn't. I don't. He didn't start. On against Luton, he came on though, didn't he? Came, he? Yeah, he came on later in the game. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's been a legend for for Burnley, uh, even even from when he had him on loan from from you guys back in, I think it was oh nine, ten, and ten eleven. He were he, he was stand out then, and we were all absolutely buzzing to get him back. I think it were start of seventeen when uh, when Swansea went down. Mm. And yeah, he's the the season we managed to qualify for Europe and finish seventh, he him alongside DeFore uh, in midfield were yeah, the that was probably the best midfield pairing I've I've watched at Burnley. He's he'll be yeah, thirty four ish now, thirty five maybe. He's not gonna get as much game time, but it's so you can tell how important he is to have around the team and the dressing room and and when he does come on the pitch, he's played the cup games and he's he's still got it. He's just not got that yard of pace that you ultimately need at the top level these days. So I wouldn't expect to see him playing many minutes, probably coming on to sure things up if we have got a lead late in games. But yeah, top player and yeah, one of my favourite Burnley players of all does time. Redmond, does Redmond get on at all? He hasn't been. I think he, he started in, in those first first couple of games that he came on but he's I think he's he picked up a bit of an injury um I think he was back on the bench the other night um and didn't didn't come on but um he was one of them where it, it didn't really seem to make much sense that that we'd brought him in when we'd bought so many other wingers but the the squad lacks Premier League experience so I I don't mind it to be honest and you know you know what you're going to get from him mm. um when he's on the pitch 100% effort so uh, I, I know you, you, you know a little bit down with your start to the season. Um, I'm going to, re- going to read you this, Adam. Right, uh, the two wins, two draws, and a loss in your last five is identical to Chelsea, who have also won two, drawn two, and lost one in their uh, in their last five. Who'd have thought it, eh? Well, yeah, but I, I just wish uh, I hadn't watched the Chelsea game on Monday night, to be honest. So uh, I was probably more confident of getting something this week, um, this weekend, sorry, until I watched that. And I just thought from, I've watched quite, quite a few of them have been on, on the TV, haven't they, the Chelsea game? So I've watched quite, it feels like I've watched quite a bit. And I had Nicholas Jackson in my FPL team, which obviously hasn't gone to plan at all. No shit, uh, Sherlock. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I thought you looked much more yeah. defensively sound and I'm sure you've already discussed the performance on this show plenty, but um, I just thought you looked much more balanced and much better um, than than I'd watched earlier in the season. So I'm hoping um, I'm hoping you have an off day. Um, yeah. Well, it, it's, I think that, you know, the, the takeaway from Monday was that they looked, you know, they gelled a bit more and the midfield looked a bit... 
he kind of had them in the right roles. It's it's taken a while, and I mean, as I said, I chuckled when you were talking about spending a lot of money and uh, taking the Brighton model because you know I mean, it's an interesting it's interesting to hear actually uh, the perspective from outside because it's we're finding it really really hard to be patient. You know, we've had so much success over the last twenty to thirty years. For somebody to like turn up, buy the club, buy all these young players who we haven't heard of, and go, well, actually, you don't have to wait maybe two, three years before you have any more success. It's pretty hard to swallow. Does does that make us rather um, what's the word? Well, arrogant, entitled. 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 That's exactly the word, J.K. What what do you think, Adam? Uh, or can you understand it? Yeah, definitely. When you've you've had such a, are you, are you still the most successful team since the like since the turn of millennium, trophy wise or not? Is that have yeah, I made that? Yeah, pretty much. Um, and but yeah, you, when you used to competing in the Champions League and getting to the latter stage of the Champions League, not that I know um, really, but I'd, you'd, you probably would as a fan expect that to continue. And if we were to, we're, we're Burnley, I've seen teams around like growing up watching us playing Bury Old and Rochdale and all these teams that are really, really struggling now. Would I struggle if we were back in League One playing playing against teams and not looking like we we're going anywhere? Of course I would, but that's, because it's a, a change from what I've been used to over the last decade, I, I think it's a completely fair. It's fair to be iron impatient at the start of last season for two months when, uh, when we were playing nice football and conceding last minute set pieces and drawing games. Mm. You you pay your money. You you you've got the right to have an opinion and, um, and I think yeah, I think it's completely understandable. But I think as long as you've got that optimism and you buy into what what the club are saying and what the manager's saying. I think the fact that you've got such a, well, Pochettino, such a big name in, should fill you with confidence that if, if he believes it and he's been sold the dream and he's in it for the long term, which given it were at PSG for long, I don't know, but yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. It's always it? impossible. I'm very impressed yeah. by the appointment, yeah. Because yeah. you were linked with company in the summer for a short while, weren't you? And, and so were Spurs, but... Yeah. Um, were you happy with the appointment? So yeah, to... yeah. I, I, I think we're all we're all very pro Poch. I mean, I mean, the interesting thing is, Adam. Of course, you know, because he was at Spurs, that's what, that's that's immediately rather difficult. It'd be a bit like if you'd have you know hired the Blackburn Rovers manager. Yeah. So you know, that's a bit of a thorny issue. But actually, I think most most people I know go to the games with a, a pretty sanguine about it. You know, we recognise him for what he is. He's a very good manager, and I, I think maybe also I don't know. J.K. and Martin might have a view on this. I think you could have hired me, J.K. or Martin to be the next manager after Graham Potter and he would have been applauded and embraced because he didn't go down well at all. Whereas Poch is seen as a as an elite manager, an elite level manager who's managed big clubs and, and kind of knows what he's doing. Am I right, boys? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It's just Potter acted like a competition winner when he was there rather than a football manager. <laughs> That's so true, Dave. But- there's there's no reason why you can't push for top six this year. Sure, it's still early days. Everyone's beating yeah. everyone at the moment, yeah. aren't they? So there's and I'm not don't want to jump and say top four just because of the amount of change. But you just you never know with with football at the moment and the players you brought in. If it does click, it it should. Like I, I heard you say on our preview, you've not battered anyone yet, and I'm hoping it's not this weekend. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me if you did. Watching especially the early games, I can't believe that you've not managed to hit the net. Well, they're in, they're in, yeah, therein lies the main problem, Adam. And I, I mean, the thing is, Adam, that that has been a problem for us for years now. This is not just this season's problem. It, it seems to be something we just haven't been able to 
address for far too long. Right, back to Burnley, I think. Um, here's the question for me. Uh, you know, will will company try and play football or, or will he be a bit more canny against us, do you think? I think, I think he'll try and play football, which <laughs> could go either way. Um Done doing. Yeah, I, I, I can't see him change. We've, we do look a lot more balanced at the back, like I said, with Roberts at right back and Taylor at left back. We, we've looked a bit more solid and Brownhill with Cullen protecting. So I think that makes us less open than we were in those first weeks. But we'll, we'll, we're going to give it a go and we will give you a chat. I'm sure we'll open up and you'll have... Uh, you'll have chance to hit us on the counter back if uh, counter attack if you're clinical enough, which a lot of the good players this season have um, have have punished us. But yeah, I'd, I'd, I can't see us being uh, being defensively minded at all. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, so the, see how it goes. The, the dreaded question then, Adam. Stick a number on it. How do you think it's going to go? Uh, I um, I, I hate pre- not predicting Burnley to win. Like I've already put us down to win two uh, one on Super Six, but um, I, it, being realistic, and if we if we get anything from the game, I'll be absolutely delighted. Um, you'd probably say based on the first few weeks, it'll probably be a two or three one Chelsea win. But um, I'm hoping that this is the turning point, and we do figure out a way to um, to trouble the bigger sides for, over the full game. Yeah. But yeah, I. I I'd say two two one defeat. Which, yeah. should, if any Burnley fans are listening, I'm really sorry. Well, I think we proved on Monday that we are actually and in fact capable of scoring two goals in one match. So you may well be right there. But I think gone are the days. I mean, I look down at the uh, you know the last kind of few matches we we played against you, and as I said, it's been a very a very oh, happy hunting ground for us. I mean, there's been what? what just have a look at it now. 4-0, 3-0, 4-0, 4-2. A lot of goals scored in the last few years. I don't see a score in a hatful this week because we just don't have anybody who can put the ball in the back of the net. But uh, yes, I'm I'm encouraged by the fact that you think that the company will have a go at us because I think that might give us some space to exploit. And if Mudrick plays, that could be tricky. But the the reality is, Adam, we've got to find some... We, we, will, we will create chances against you because we create chances against everybody. But can we put them away? That's that's the question. So I, I wouldn't give up hope too much. We, no, we need to catch you on a bad day. We need to play well and catch you on a bad day. We're not um, naive enough to think otherwise, I don't think. But um, yeah, the the 4 nil last time, we actually played really well in the first half and created a load of chances. I think McNeil missed an absolute sitter and then came out second half. I think Reese James scored a screamer straight away and you absolutely romped, romped to it then and... Um, yeah, we we capitulated, but um, yeah, the other games that yeah, there've been some been some. Even Pulisic got a hat trick against us um, one year. I think it was his first goals. Yes, he flattered to deceive that day, didn't he? But there you go. <laughs> uh, listen, I've got what what couple of uh, even more important questions than the football actually, because um, I am taking my seventeen year old nephew to his first. Uh, well, I'm calling it his first proper away game because an away trip to Burnley. Oop North is a proper away day. And, and I have to say, I've got a soft spot for Burnley. They're a proper old club. One of the founders of the league, of course, aren't, weren't they? Yeah, they yeah want, 1882, yeah. yeah. That's right. So it's a proper, proper... I mean, it's either going to make him or break him. What what, what, what do you think he can expect from from visiting Burnley tomorrow? <sighs> I've, just, um, <laughs> I've, I've heard you say about 
uh, finding some Eccles well, cake. Well, yeah, that's my next question. Where's the best place to buy Eccles cakes? Because I don't think he's ever seen an Eccles cake. Uh, you need to get get to Big Tesco in the middle of town. <laughs> and then uh, what you really need to, if you want the full Burnley experience, is while he's eating that, go down to Miners Club uh, and get, get yourself uh, a Benny and Hot. Um, Benedictine and hot water, which is like big, big tradition on match day. A Benny and um, hot. That's a war. That's a war drink, isn't it? It's some sort of yeah, first world yeah, war some, tradition. Yeah. yeah the, um, you like the, your history church, though. Apparently, the Lancashire soldiers regiment uh, drank it in in Normandy in the first world war. Yeah, and brought brought a load back with them, and yeah, you you, you drink it. It's on sale in the stadium, and it's kind of my father-in-law comes with me, and and we always have one before the game, and. Uh, Yes, if yeah, do that. Get yourself a Holland's pie, and then what? I think the the look of the the, the look and feel of the stadium on match day is a lot different to how it used to be. I think that's a reflection on the new owners trying to change Burnley's image. It is it does look more obviously. You still got all the wooden seats. Yes, you still got the wooden seats. Yeah, yeah, you've still got right. them. You won't be sitting on them, I'm guessing. But no, um, no, no. But it's nice to know they're still there. Some things should yeah, never change. There's, there's a few more flashing, flashing lights about, and um, and yeah, they they try and make it more of an experience on match day. So the look and feel of it's a bit, bit more um, Premier League than it probably probably used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a great. I'd, I'd enjoy it. You can get the away like the away fans pub is is the cricket club right next to the ground. Um, probably got a bit of a reputation, Burnley fans, especially given the incidents at the start of this season. But I think, um, I think you're going to get a good atmosphere in and around the ground on the day, and um, hopefully you can you can have a good experience apart from the ninety minutes. Indeed. Well, I wouldn't be the first time. So uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's so far. I'm just trying to remember. I've taken him to one, two, three games now, uh, and he is he is as the American of our American owners would probably say he's two and zero. Oh. Uh, and uh, his first match, his first ever match, was just before COVID. It was would have been uh, the Chris, I think, it was January before the lockdown. And guess who it was at Stamford Bridge? We saw. I took him to see Chelsea Burnley, and we won three one. Jorginho scored a penalty, which made his day. So he's, he's seen Burnley, and I took him to see us play Everton at home, and we won that. And I took him to see West Ham away, and we lost that. He was not a happy camper at all. So he's, he's probably going to think that most teams play in claret and blue and nobody actually plays in any other <laughs> yeah. kit that we play. But apart right. from that... I, I, I'm, I'm finding it really difficult at the moment to uh, explain the English football pyramid to my six-year-old. Like Last year, she thought Burnley were the best team in the world. Every week we won. <laughs> yeah. And now every every week we're losing. It's just... I, I have tried to explain it yeah. to her, but it's, it's not going in. Daddy's yeah. just... Just not as happy as he was last no. year. But, well, there you um, go. I'd rather see us compete in the Premier League. But, well, um, I know. There we go. Well, you see, football is beyond explanation, Adam. That is that is that is the truth, isn't it? Adam, you've been absolutely fantastic as always. I do love you, no nay, never people. Um, and how's the podcast doing? Is it going go from strength to strength? Uh, yeah, we we have pretty. Uh, I think we've got a good setup, like just a preview show, analysis show, interact with the, all the Burnley fans on, on social media, have yeah. quizzes and uh, like help out with local charities where we can be. Yeah, it's, there's, there's a few podcasts and um, and we just, we all try, well, we try and get on with the rest of them and yeah. um, and it's a good place for us to go on and, and chat yeah. about the thing we love the most. So um, yeah, we, it's, it's a feel good podcast. Good. Well, good on you. And I hope it goes from strength to strength, keeps going. I hope we get you back maybe later in the season when you come down. Are you going to be down here for the bridge, for the match at the bridge? 
Uh, it'll depend. Like I've got a young family, but we'll uh, get to less away games these days. But right. if, if the opportunity is there, I'll uh, I will do. Well, we'll get you back on the show. We'll get you back on the show for definite, and uh, hopefully we'll see you. And we'll buy you a beer if you come down. If you make it down, obviously yeah. you'll have to be incognito, but uh, we'll definitely buy you a beer. <laughs> No, thanks thanks again for having me. Really enjoyed it. Absolute pleasure, Adam. Brilliant stuff. There we go. That's the lovely Adam Dennett from No Nay Never Podcast. And uh, you'll find Adam on Twitter at adennett87. There we go. Now, we, in a minute, we're going to go to a break. But before we do, I've got a couple of big shout-outs uh, to uh, to read out. I'm, well, I might not read them out. I might actually just make it all up. You never know. But the first one is the Chelsea Fancast is on tour. Yes, this is true. Not the kind of tour you think it is, although it will actually involve a huge amount of beer. Uh, But uh, our lovely friend Alex, who of course is the military historian, uh, is organising another uh, football trip to uh, to the uh, well, the Western Front, to to the Somme and Ypres in particular. Um, She did it a few years ago. Me and Tony went, and it was absolutely brilliant. Me and Tony are planning to go again. Uh, and I hope to get as many of you as possible because she's going to basically take you around all of the big battlefields of the Somme, but with a very football skew because there was a football regiment there and a very Chelsea skew because there were a lot of Chelsea players who were there. And she will also, if you want, if you go and you had relatives who fought in the Great War, she will do all the research and track down where they fought and it is just brilliant. And that's just the war tour bit. In the evenings, we all go out and drink lots of Belgian beer and get very, very, very fucked up. You could, I mean, what could possibly go wrong? Now, uh, it'll be, I'm just trying to remember the date, actually. It's in June next year, June 2024, 21st to the 24th. It'll cost you a fair few notes, but it is worth it. The hotels are fantastic. The company's fantastic, and their expertise is par excellence. So I shall post you more details about that on Twitter and stuff so you get a look. Uh, and the other thing is, on the uh, on the 14th of October, uh, our great mate Paul Cannibal is doing another one of his Black and Blue Legends gigs uh, under the bridge. So there'll be legends past and present, ska music, reggae, DJs, keynote speakers, an award-winning poet, rapper. No, it's not me or JK. Uh, and there will be exclusive player content. And if you want a ticket to that, they're 25 quid. Most of us are going. Half half six kickoff under the bridge. Basically go to eventbrite.com and whack in Paul Cannaville and it'll take you there, I would suspect. So there you go. Get involved and have some fun with it all. Right, we're off for a break and we'll be back very, very soon. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm, of course, Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast Friday Night Preview Show. And uh, just very quickly, um, you know, we, we do a show. If you haven't, you know, if you have yet to have been discovered in the Amazon rainforest, uh, we do do a show live live thank I you was so slow there. you were Sorry. delayed reaction oh, we do yeah, oh can we do can we do take no, two no there are no there are no this you know there's no no the life is not a fucking dress rehearsal mate anyway we do oh. a show live every monday and friday live. at seven thirty p.m uh and it goes out on mixler which is m-i-x-l-r uh, and actually the the real address for you is chelsea-fancast.mixler.com m-i-x-l-r and uh, you can join in the chat with some fantastic people there are loads of people in there tonight uh and I, i'm just going to read you the ones that i can see bob Uzre, who's a legend and we love very well who's legend around. legend yeah bob. isn't he bob yeah out in, out in california 
We have Texas Dave. I can't think where he might be from. Uh, we have the Chelsea Grave Society, also known as Nathan, who's in here religiously every week, and we love Nathan. See him in the cock for a pint or two before the game at home. And uh, we have Mr. Ian Burgess, who is uh, a surprisingly new recruit to the Mixler Army, but a very much appreciated and much loved one. So there we go. Ian, I owe you uh, a direct message on, on, on the Chelsea Fancast Twitter. I will do it after the show, by the way. Right, back to the football. And, of course, it's uh, time for us to preview. And I'm sorry, I should have said, we've got JK and Martin on the show as well. How, how utterly remiss of me. I apologise, chaps. No problem. I, ah, you've, you're forgiven just this once. <laughs> I, shall, uh, I shall fire myself and walk away now. Alternatively, you could set up an alternative fan cast. Could I? Yeah, just you on your own. No, that would be, be just beyond, beyond awful for everybody, including me. I cannot think of any... I can't... You know these guys that do this? There are there are people out there, aren't there, on uh, Chelsea Football Twitter, you know... Most, who, most of them speak like that as they well. Do. They do. All, they all do uh, YouTube or TikTok videos or podcasts where it's just them speaking for a long time, and I would rather stick a hot poker up my Jap's eye than watch any of them. <laughs> Because why would you do it on your own? It's just not... It's wrong. It's wrong on so many levels. Don't do it. Find a friend. Phone a fucking friend. But don't do it on your own. All right? Is that fair enough, JK? Very good. Mind you, you do on a fan bite. You do on a fan bite. Yeah, I do do it anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but... you're a genius, so, and I am, am I not. Stick, am I sticking a poker up my No, no, up? no. You're eminently watchable and absolutely lovely because you are a genius. But I, I think really all I'm articulating is my utter fear of making a complete cock of it by doing it on my own. So I couldn't even do it with just you and me in those little video things. Let, let <laughs> you kept on having to like bin them, chid. You were so fucking drunk. It was all rubbish. <laughs> You know, quite right. Anyway, there we go. Now, listen, I might be rubbish at that, but I like to think I'm quite good at picking a team uh, for the weekend. So, yes, JK's favourite bit of the week. Guess what I've done? You've got your own own selection, and uh, what do you think Poch will do? No, 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 because I couldn't be bothered. I'm just going to go balls out with my selection, which is, guess what, JK? Exactly the same. Exactly the same as last week. Exactly the same as Fulham. And, and I mean, I, I don't even think I need to justify it. I mean, we know that Gusto's not back, so Cucurella has to start, or James, so Cucurella has to start on, as right back. Super Poodle! Super Poodle did brilliantly against Fulham again. Yes, 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 yes. yeah. Um, what? What's going on? I, 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 I'm beginning to eat my words about Colwell being a, a, a make-weight left-back. He, he was fabulous on Fabulous. Monday. Great fabulous. assist. Great yeah. assist. Uh, Silver was imperious because he is. Yep. Yep. I think Dazazi doesn't get enough credit or praise. Actually, he's a solid player, and yep. Sanchez bailed us out of the shit when we, you know, took our eye off the ball with a good save. Um, I'm loving the midfield if he carries on doing it the way he did it against Fulham, which is Fernandez, Caicedo, and Gallagher with Caicedo playing a more deep role. Fernandez uh, and Gallagher playing as number eight box to box, but with Fernandez slightly deeper and a bit more of a playmaker. Gallagher getting into the box a bit more. They all played really well against from Mudrick. It's slowly beginning to happen, I think, but he's beginning to look like the player we thought we might have bought. Scored a great goal. Beautiful finish. Loving that. Palmer, as we said on Tuesday night show, oozes class. We've got to have him starting. He's too good not to. And and I, I would pick Brozier because I think Brozier looks like a striker. I mean, he scored a proper striker's goal, as in it 
kind of ricocheted off his shin and went in. That's what you want. You want a guy in the right place at the right time to get on the end of something. But he also holds the ball up really well, and he's I think he's up to the physical demands of the Premier League in, the, in a way that Jackson is not. So that is why I would pick the same team. I rest my case, Milud. Uh, I agree completely about Broja. It, uh, he's a he's a proper striker as opposed to Jackson, who I think would work better with Nkunku, who is so easily bullied and so easily pushed off the ball. And you can't have that happening uh, in situations where you've got the ball into the penalty area and the, the striker just is, is easily dispossessed or even in the, the transition he's dispossessed. And because he's dispossessed, the ball goes up the other end so quickly, whereas Broja is is there's a, a, a kind of bulldozer quality about him excuse me so if they can make this work even if it's only short term i would go with him absolutely agree with you completely i i agree excuse me i agree completely chidge with your selection i think um it's palmer was palmer is a is a class act without any shadow of a doubt i mean mind you i said that about Morata when he first played but i don't think we're going to have the same um problem because he really uh He's got a great eye for a, for a really decent pass. I just think he's he's got potential to be uh, an absolutely top player, Palmer. I'm 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 hoping he'll uh, he'll just go from strength to strength. And Mudrick, despite being dreadful till he scored his goal, was uh, got better and better after that. So um, yeah, I would pick exactly the same side. Um, and it was unfortunate when Matson came on. He I don't quite get why he's not playing him at full back because I thought he would play at full back and that they would have. Disazio might actually not play in the game at Fulham, but um, he just sees him as a winger, doesn't he? And we're not seeing the same trickery from uh, from Matson, despite having a great deal of pace. Um, so yeah, Mudrick, presuming he it was only a knock, uh, I would I would go with him every time because his his speed is frightening, really fantastic. Um, ability just to zoom past players just by kicking it past them. I mean, you know, it's Sean Wright Phillips all over again, except Sean Wright Phillips was half the half the pace. Um, I'm being unfair on Sean Wright Phillips. He had a very good first season and then it all fell apart. Um, uh, yeah, agree. Caicedo, Fernandez, and Gallica were were masterful in um, in the Fulham game. Let's hope that that he picks the same side and it and it all. It all works in the same way that it worked at Fulham. Um, and it, it slightly fragmented after the subs, unfortunately. Um, but, um, yeah, Chidge, I agree with you completely. I can't see any other any other players sneaking in here at all. Well, thanks, JK. Martin, I, I can see Jackson sneaking in instead of Brogia. I think Poch might do that, actually. And, and, and one the other one that begs the question is, uh, to do it in the style of a Shakespearean, JK, Wither Sterling. Ah, oh, good point. Because of course <laughs> Sterling was injured, wasn't he? That's why he didn't. He had a he had a um, uh, a virus or something. That's why he didn't play. Yeah. So p- perhaps the whole thing may fall apart. What we've just said. Well, we'll, see. Will, we'll find his way in, and Palmer will uh, will therefore be on the bench. I really hope not. What What do you reckon, Martin? I think unless there is some of those knocks and substitutions at the end of the Fulham game have led to more to more issues, I think you go with that team. I mean, thing with Palmer that I noticed was his ability to press high was much better and much more efficient than what we've had previously. So him and Gallagher were almost in tandem and were causing them palpitations at times with a Burnley team that, according to what Adam was saying, are quite 
ideological in their play and wanting to play through the thirds, that could be crucial. Um, I hope Brozier starts, but except he won't play the full 90. But he's just so much better with his back to goal and receiving the ball. So, I mean, you could you could see night and day. There's no knock on Jackson. He's not that. That's not what his strength is. He'd be better. He might actually be better playing off Brozier. But that's another another debate for another time. With regards Sterling, I mean, even if he doesn't start, you'd imagine he can play the last twenty-five. Yeah, but not not as a, capably well. Not well, not, not as a false number well. nine. No, no, no. How, no, no, I, how I, would I he accommodate them with Sterling? How would he? What would if Sterling came in? How would he change it? Do you think? Not a clue. That's why uh, Pochettino's paid millions of quid to do the job, and well, I'm not. I, I tell you what he needs to do, though. I mean, you know, our confidence should be really high after, A, you know, playing quite well and, and beating Fulham, you know, more comprehensively than the 2-0 suggests, I would I, I would add. Uh, after uh, So two two wins in a row, because we beat Brighton as well, or admittedly with a very different team. But I think, I think Poch has got to actually start... We said this a bit on Monday, you know, about is this really at the, at the right here and now you know, okay, given that Reese is out, bloody, bloody, blah, 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 but is this the first 11? And if it is, then, you know, we need consistency. And he, and I think what also Poch needs to do is to recognise a team uh, setup that works. And, you know, we've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks that Caicedo is naturally the defensive midfield player. Fernandez is good box to box, is more of a, 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 he can ping a long pass type playmaker so he can play deeper of the eights and, get, and Gallagher needs to be further forward. And low, he did that. And we, I mean, our, we won that game because our midfield dominated their midfield and he had them playing in the positions that suit them best. And I think he needs to recognise that it works and carry on doing it, JK. Um, I forgot, of course, as he may pick Gusto instead of Gallagher. But, uh, no, he won't because he's, he's, he's still, he's still suspended. Oh, he's got he's off three times, isn't he? He's off three matches. Sorry, I was thinking it was a it was a single it was a yellow card. No, it was because uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Martin. I think if you um to be fair to Pochettino, he has in defence and midfield, he's largely yeah. picked the same lineup. I mean, is it Sanchez, Colwell, Dizazi, sure Enzo, possibly Gallagher have all started every game. Yeah, but Gallagher and Fernandez, he's he's been tinkering with yeah, where they of, play. Yeah, but I think he's been balanced. He's had to balance that depending on the availability or not of Caicedo. If Caicedo's fit it, or, yeah. and available, it almost resolves itself. That's a fair point, and I agree with you actually. And I think it's. I mean, you know, if you drill down into to what we've been doing recently, um, it it is no coincidence that uh, that we're you know that we're we're looking a lot tighter at the back, and it's be, and we all know this. I mean, if you've watched football for any length of time, you know that the one area of the pitch where you really need you know consistency and to play the same players week in and week out, so they actually start to play as a unit, is your defence. And he's had the same back five largely. I mean, okay, the injury or the, the suspension to Gusto notwithstanding, but. You know, you're pretty much getting Colwell and you're getting Silver and you're getting Dezazi and obviously Sanchez are, are always there. And I think that that helps. I think we need to see that now with the midfield. I agree with you, Martin. Obviously, all this depends on suspensions and injuries. I get it. And maybe even sometimes horses for courses too. But I, I do think if if we, if you want to see this team progress and develop, he needs to know who his best team is and he needs to be playing them as, as regularly as he can. Yeah, hopefully he's alighted upon it. I don't think it's a coincidence that the front three has been the most 
positions most in flux because he's been trying to work out which ones are most suitable. Which, Everything else. Which is... of the fuckers can actually find the net? Well, yeah, exactly that. And if, as was said, they will play on the front foot, Bernie, that in theory should give Mudrick a lot of room if he's fit to play. And he thrived on it Monday. There's no reason why he won't do the same on Saturday, provided, of course, he's fit. They do indeed. Um, JK, I mean, the point is, is that, you know, we're, we're all quite, we're all quite happy after Tuesday. I mean, we're all, we were all there. I, I didn't see Martin, but I didn't see you either. But Well, uh, apparently I walked past Bell Silver. I didn't fucking realise. Oh, you don't, don't start me on I, that. No, I walked, I was getting in, but I was kind of, realised I was running late, was pissed off at the concourse being rammed. And I've walked past someone and she, you know, singing along to the Tiago Silver song. And I was just, oh, fair enough, fair enough. And I looked at the photos, I that was Bell Silver. You I know. utter arsehole. I know. Don't. I, Martin, I'm still not over it. People out there in Mixler, I'm still not over it. Um, but Did you say hello? No, I didn't even know she was there. Didn't you listen to the oh, show right. on Tuesday? I'm, I'm sorry, I was I was elsewhere on Tuesday. Yes, but you've had Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, yeah, I should have downloaded it. How do I do that? Disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. Dissension in the ranks. Uh, I mean... In she, fairness, she was there, you, yeah. You you may have a chance to redeem yourself on Saturday because Burnley's away end as the players' families tend to be in amongst the rest of us in terms of where the posh seats in quotation marks there are. There aren't so. any posh seats. That's why I said quotation marks. <laughs> oh, <that's> <laughs> they put a they put a they put a cushion on the wooden bit so you don't get a <laughs> don't get a splinter. <laughs> you don't get a splinter up your ass. <laughs> last year I had a small boy next to me who attempted to nick my program. So no. uh, yeah. I put my program on the ground, just on behind in between my legs and the seat. And uh, he re- he reached under your uh, between yeah, your yeah, legs. He, he you sure you sure he was after your program, mate? He was useless, definitely. He just picked the program up between my legs and stuck it in his pocket. And I said, uh, I think that's stealing, I said. And he went, oh, uh, 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 and just handed it back to me. I love it. Okay, um, where was I? What was I going to be talking about? Oh, I know, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, look, uh, after two back-to-back wins, I mean, here's the thing. Positivity after Tuesday started to look like they were gelling. Good result. We need to back it up with another win. And here's the thing, right? Uh, you know, Burnley... Burnley used to be such a banker for us, but it goes back to to what we keep saying. We now have to divide, divide everything that Chelsea have done between what was then and what is now, and it's a very different story now. Although the last time we played Burnley, of course, was before all the chaos. I think, as uh, Adam was saying, just after the sanctions hit, it was fifth of March, so we still had yeah. we still had Tommy T in charge, and that was a. Actually, yeah. quite a breath of fresh air because it'd been rather frustrating, hadn't it, in and around there? But there was, yeah, it was well, there was that run of away games where Chelsea won, I think, beat Norwich, beat Burnley comfortably. Yeah, but the only right. thing that was in the, the only thing that was in the media was Chelsea fans singing Roman Abramovich's name. Well, just a few stats for you to piss piss everybody off. Uh, Burnley have never beaten, never have never beaten Chelsea at home in the Premier League. They've drawn one and uh, lost seven. Uh, Burnley are on the brink of becoming just the fifth side in top flight history to lose their first five home league games of a campaign. And we all know what that means. Uh, And we are in search of back-to-back away Premier League wins. I mean, this is exactly emphasising my point. that It's 
it's it's kind of like 2022 is going to be the bench you know the the dividing line isn't it this will be the first time we've won away back to back if we do uh, since october 20 uh 2022 so there you go um Brozier, incidentally, uh, scored against Burnley whilst on loan for Southampton in 21-22. Another good reason to pick him. And uh, our last four visits to Turf Moor have seen us score at least three goals. I don't see that happening, I have to say, on uh, Saturday. But there you go. Now, um, yeah, we've got to win it. You know, that's the thing. We need to get some momentum going. I mean, my fear, as I echoed on on Tuesday, uh, JK, is that you know, we're going to get this, I think. We're going to get moments where we look really, really good, play well, get a really good win. The youngsters all look like they're gelling. And, and then the next match, it might all go to shit again because that's what happens when you have a lot of young players, isn't it? Yeah, but on the other hand, it may be that we just get better and better and better and have an unbeaten season from now on. What the fuck was in that tea? <laughs> ben and Hot, mate. I had a I had A bit jam- stronger than that. <laughs> I had a jam tart. A jambo. I see. A jambo. A jambo. Yeah. Well, who knows? Stranger things have happened. I mean, I feel a lot more optimistic than I was uh, before Monday, after Monday. I mean, it's, it is quite bizarre that we've got an identical record to Burnley over the last five games. I, I, I don't think like ever, anybody for us right at this moment, nobody should be taken lightly at all. You know, and I include Burnley away in that. Should we, should we have a look at see who played for both teams? Without looking, can you think of a few, both of you? Jim, Jim, Jim Thompson. <coughs> Jim Thompson. Yeah. Nice. We discussed yeah. one of the start. Nice. Ian 1966, Jim Thompson. I've wasted on you, look. No, no, it was Jazz Club. <laughs> Very good. No, I, I, I didn't, yeah, you're yeah, wasted. I am wasted on you, mate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Thompson it. is a yes. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Frank Sinclair. Yes. Gary Cahill. Yes. Ian Britton, who we mentioned yes. earlier. Yes. And now I'm struggling. Okay. Well, Ian I... Matson. Ian Matson. Yes. Now, what I want to know is who was Jim Thompson, JK? Uh, he played in the um, 60s. He played 66 for Chelsea. Uh, was transferred. Um, I think Doherty bought him. Do you know where he played? Uh, He was a centre-half. Okay, good knowledge. Right, I'll read them out. Ian Britton, we all know and love. Billy Gray. No, no, we'll have to rely on Nathan to tell us who Billy Gray was. John Harley. Of course. This is a doozy, the next one, JK. Uh, You might have even seen him play, I don't know. Tommy Lawton. Yes, yes. Played for Brentford as well, yes. Yeah. Absolute legend of the game. My dad saw him play, I know that. Yeah. Damien Matthew. Yeah, he was supposed to be uh um possibly a great player for us and it never quite transpired. Okay. Uh Peter O'Dowd. Don't remember him. I think he's quite a fifties player. Okay. J- Jerry Payton we all remember from uh seventies yeah. or eighties. Didn't he play for Fulham as well, Peyton? Yes, he did. He crops up quite a lot in these. They played for both. Actually, I'm amazed that. Uh, so does John Harley. Well, yes, yes. I tell you who does prop up a lot. Dave Besson's played for pretty much everybody. Because he's it? played for all 92. Fucking I know, but but not league. Burnley. But not Burnley. So Jerry Payton, Frank Sinclair, Jim Thompson, Colin Waldron. Yes, I should have remembered another centre half, uh, a Doherty. I never thought he was any good. 
So it didn't surprise me that he was transferred. Okay. Uh, Gary Cahill, of course. I think you mentioned Gary Cahill, didn't you, Martin? Great, yes, Gary Cahill. Uh, of course, yes, Danny Drinkwater. Danny yes. Drinkwater. Yeah, we, we, we tried to get we tried to lose him at Burnley, didn't we? Uh, Nat Chaloba, of course, who's played for nearly everybody as well. Patrick Bamford, who, of course, has played for nearly I'm everybody a, as well. I'm calling a stewards on that one. On Did which have... one? Bamford or, or Chaloba? No, Bamford. No, Bamford. Actually, well, no, but Chaloba played a first-team game for Chelsea. I can't remember fucking Bamford playing one for Chelsea. That's Yes, that's a very good point, to be fair. This, this is up there with the played for both, putting MK Don's players in there for Wimbledon. It should be signed for both. Well... You should have at least played a first team game. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, well, don't, 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 don't give me jip. Get this. If, give, give, I know, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. I just, I just read them out, mate. I don't write them. <laughs> I just read them out. It's uh, not moaning at newsreaders, is yes, it? <laughs> indeed, it is. Yes, indeed, it is. Unless they're GB newsreaders, anyway. Ian Matson, and uh, now Max Seberg. Thirties mm. clue. Player from the thirties. Nope. Oh, don't remember. Him at okay, all. I have the Oracle. In uh, in Mixler, uh, because as you should know, and I should, it's about time I gave this a flaming plug. But uh, it's Stamford-Bridge.com, which uh, of course is a wonderful site on the history of Chelsea, run by the absolutely lovely Paul Carter, who I think you'll find on Twitter as the history of Chelsea or something like that. Sorry, Paul, I remember to write it down next week. But Paul's lovely bloke. Uh, Nathan's very good buddies with him. They're all in the uh, the Chelsea Heritage Group, which of course I am a member of. Uh, right, Max Seberg, boys, uh, played in our first couple of seasons and he was interned as an alien national during World War I because I suspect he was German. So there you go. And I mean, also, um, if his Wikipedia entry is accurate, always debatable, but um, also calling us stewards on the basis he never played a competitive game for Chelsea. Yes, but then I've got another one from Nathan further on down in Mixler saying that Paul Carter is including reserve players in his lists these days. I'm a bit bit of a purist then. <laughs> well, that's that's why we love you, Martin. Uh, Billy Gray was late 40s. Peter O'Dowd was 30s. 30s, right. There you go. Nathan, I love you doing this for us. For me, actually, because uh, it, I, I'd be a bit stuffed without you doing that. So... Uh, so well done. I've got some really hilarious Mixler uh, entries here. Texas Dave says we should give JK a three-pod ban for being late with the live. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I, I'm happy. I'm happy. Not, I'm happy to uh, to be a sub for the next few weeks. I think you're like. very harsh, you lot. Leave him alone. You can't help it. It's part of his charm, anyway. Right. So there we go. So that's they, I, no, no. You know, you're you're kind of par. Part of the fan cast, really. I mean, judging just by myself, actually, really. I forget who I am off the bloody time. Um, right, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, that's the... They played for both. I like this section, JK, because now I've found where to get the information from. Um, it's uh, it's quite fun. I shall do this every week. We should do it all season, because then we'll know a bit more by next time. We will. We will. We'll have remembered them when we do Burnley again. It'd be a bit dull, won't it, every year, because it'd be the same. Because by that time, we'd have loaned more people out, and they would have, you know... Yeah. So there you this, go. this does have the feel of a quiz about it. It does. It's, it's so not maybe, maybe you just need to not put it on the notes and just test the guess. Well, I used to... Just, well, do you know what? Okay, right. That's That's the trick, isn't it? I send you... I send you the running order of the notes without the entries, but you can still cheat because yeah. you can just go to the website. Well, I didn't or you do it, like, Scout, Scout's honour, of course. You know, you'd, 
I only checked Max Seberg after you'd said the name yeah. because I was like, who the fuck's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's fun. And we can all play and you can play at home too. Oh, your mix, Mixler will beat us every time. Well, of course, so it's literally guest versus guest versus Mixler and see who wins. No, well, Nate, Nathan's <laughs> in the, is always in Mixler so and he just knows everything. So it's, it's Okay, impossible. so guest versus guest versus Nathan versus rest of Mixler. Nathan can be the judge. <laughs> and, Mar- and Nathan says, don't trust Wikipedia, Martin. They only include league appearances. Oh. I know I could say, it said competitive it said competitive appearances on there, so I know that, but go. that's my basis for it as well. Well there we go. Right. Basis, we're probably losing to fucking old fucking Carthusians in the cup at Indeed. that point. Right, you lovely lot. Uh, we need to nail our colours to the master, or at least our predictions. So uh Martin, what are you gonna go for? I am gonna go for a repeat of Monday and a two 0 win. Yeah. I'm in I'm yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you there, actually. Because I don't think Burnley score many goals. I think our defence is pretty solid. Yeah, I think it's the, the mistake I made earlier in the season was thinking Bournemouth would play a bit more front foot and they did, and we struggled as a result when they didn't. From Judging by what um, get the Burnley Adam, chap said Adam, earlier, for, I had Alan in my Adam. head for a reason. I forgot what Adam said earlier, they're not appearing not to compromise in that respect. They're obviously going to have a bit more confidence because they picked up their first win in the week. But hopefully we can, you know, hold hold it defensively and exploit any space they leave. Because Fulham just pretty much gave us the entire midfield yeah. for large parts of that game. So if Burnley are similarly generous, I don't see any reason why we can't have the same result. Still got to, still got to put the ball in the net though, and I, I'm not of course I'm not hugely confident about that. But... I, well, hopefully you know a few of them will have gained a bit of confidence from doing so. I mean, Brozier's goal in particular, it, from where from where I looked, it was a fucking brilliant finish, and then you see the replay, and it's clearly just deflected off. But those are the type of goals that we, we're all. What were we saying before that game? If it goes in off his ass, we'll take it. And I spoke to Kerry today, and he he gave it the Kerry Dixon seal of approval. And I said, I said that was a proper striker's goal. Kerry he said, "Yes, mate, absolutely. That's what it's all no about." No higher authority than is there? Yeah, yeah. He likes the look of Brozier. He does like the look of Brozier. Thinks he's a proper striker. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I I like him as well. And have you know, if you watch that clip of him getting injured in that friendly and the fucking screams out of him, it was horrible to listen to and watch. So I'm just delighted that you know he's a he's back and fully fit and that he scored within, you know, his second reappearance. So I'm delighted for him. Absolutely. Okay, JK, I'm I'm inclined to agree with Martin about 2-0. And my worry, as I said, is that can they actually stick the ball in the net consistently? But um, I'm going to go 2-0. What, what, what do you reckon, mate? Uh, I, I agree completely. I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah, I'll go with that. So a clean sweep. We're all saying 2-0. Yeah, yeah. But we have to maintain the level, which I, I can't see why we won't, because... Uh, it was. It was. There was a lot of. You talked about the pressing. They seem to be much more energetic at, at going for the opposition and passing the ball to each other. And it all stemmed from the uh, the positioning of the midfield, which is, is you said, which is to have um, Fernandez when he plays further further up gets lost. Plays behind. Plays on a level with Gallagher, and they sort of take it in terms to roam with Caicedo behind them, and they actually feed Palmer. I think Palmer is really essential to this. I so really hope he starts with. I think Palmer will score tomorrow. Mm. I think he'll open his account. Mm, like it. Well, <laughs> only note of course. The only note of caution I'd say is that you know we won two games on the bounce. Thought things had you know it had clicked into gear and then lost at home to Forest when the goal fear hit them. So hopefully that we don't get a repeat of that this time. 
I second that. I hope not to. I mean, either way, it's going to be great fun. Uh, not least because I am going to be there. So, uh, um, I, you know, I say that I, I don't say this hardly at all because it never really occurs to me. But if 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 I do, if you do see me at Burnley tomorrow, come and say hello. Come and introduce yourself. Say hello, like like Nick didn't do uh, on Tuesday. Uh, and then, then see Nick, in, in, who may well be listening. I, don't, I haven't been looking at Mixler, but he then informed me that I, 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 had, I you know, that Bella Silva was there. If, if, if Nick had actually said hello to me, because said, Chidge, by the way, Bella Silva's over there. You, you know, you could have gone up to her and and she'd have said, "Who?" Oh, I said, said, "Bella, Bella, my heart is a flutter," or something like by that. By the way, I, I was greeted um, by didn't give me his surname. A guy called Chris shook me by the hand and said he listened to the podcast. Been listening for a year. And he really, he really enjoyed it. And so, mate, big shout out to you. Really Lovely. sweet, sweet to meet you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so actually, while you're on the subject, I bumped into. I think it was Julian in the Temperance Pub uh, beforehand. I, I'm, forgive me. Uh, Julian, it might have been Justin, but I think it was Julian, who's a lovely chap. I was up at the bar getting a pint of Guinness for me and Dom, and uh, he said hello. And uh, he, he was, he, I, I do remember he's from Leek in Staffordshire, and he was impressed that I knew where that was. So he may well be there tomorrow, but uh, Julian, uh, it was lovely to meet you, and, and well done for saying hello. It's lovely; we love it when people come up and say hello, and uh, we're we're a friendly bunch, so do don't be shy. Uh, right, um, okay, that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, we will be back on Monday for the main Chelsea fancast show with me and J.K. And I think it's a toss-up at the moment between... Uh, maybe they could vote. Maybe the listeners could vote for this, J.K. I think it'll either be Tony Glover or Mark Worrell, uh, with Clayton Beerman as a dark horse on the out, coming in from the outside. Okay? It'll be one of those three. It'll be a good show, whichever one is there. Maybe we'll just have those three and you and me will have the night off. But what I was going to say, do you think I should be suspended for not saying live, as no, you no, say? I think that's harsh. Okay. I think I've done far worse, far more frequently, and I've not been suspended. So, yeah, well, I, you This, know, this I'm, all I'm... sounds like the referee cabal, doesn't it? Sticking up for yeah. our mates. <laughs> we should do, should do a VAR decision on it, mate. You know? Can we have a oh. series of rules we have to adhere to that we just... Uh, check complete, check complete. VR, VR says that JK's on on Monday. Great process, boys. <laughs> Great process, boys. Fuck's sake. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to get too much into that at the end, but I was watching, listening to that back, and it's like, actually, the check was okay. It was, they were so fucking stupid, they didn't establish what the fucking ruling was on the field. And you know from cricket, you know from rugby, anyone may know from NFL, first thing you establish, ruling on the field is something, check it. They didn't check it was offside, onside. Assumed it had been given as a goal and promptly fucked it up. But also, I, I was under the impression from what I knew of the laws and from what I was told in my exams that, you know, you were all powerful as a ref and they supposedly are all, all powerful. And if you say, actually, you got it wrong, he's allowed to blow his whistle and just go back to where they were. He can't say, no, the game has gone on. He, he has the power to stop the game and just go back. Nobody would have would have said, no, you've broken the laws there by oh, doing well. that. It's quite funny. Liverpool lost. Anyway, listen, I've just had some breaking but news. won. I know, that's true. I was <laughs> forgetting that side of the equation. Um, breaking news, uh, which I should have told you all earlier, but I forgot to write it down. Uh, it is confirmed that we will be doing another Chelsea Fancast Presents live at the Troubadour. Live! Do I get come back on? That's pretty good. I like that. You're back in. He's back. Suspension's yeah. overturned. He's back in. He's back in. That's a bonus. Didn't expect that one, so that's good. Um, yeah, we're we're back uh, live at the Troubadour on October the 22nd, which is a Sunday. 
with Mickey Thomas. Oh! Mickey Thomas. Now, yes. So, one of our favourite, 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 favourite fan cast guests. He's an absolute delight, is Mickey. A lovely, lovely bloke. Very, very funny. Very... And what a player. What a player. player. Yeah, absolutely. So, it'll be Mickey Thomas. uh, Chelsea Fan Cast presents Mickey Thomas live at the Troubadour, October the 22nd. Uh, and w- I mean, basically, we will kick off with Mickey at 4 p.m. Doors will open at 3. The slight spanner in the works is that the Chelsea ladies or the women's team are playing Brighton at 2 o'clock that afternoon. So you have a fighting chance if you are already going to the game. You have a fighting chance of getting out of the game and getting to the Troubadour just about in time for uh, Mickey to be kicking it's off. It's at Kings Meadow, not Stamford Bridge. So you've got fuck all chance of making got, it to... Uh, <laughs> unless you've got a time machine yeah. or a teleport. You well, fucked. you know, take you, you pay your money, you take your choice. But we'll be there with Mickey on October the 22nd uh, on the Sunday at... Well, as I said, we'll, we'll kick off at 4, uh, but uh, the doors will open at 3. So, I mean, I think 20 quid tickets, usual price. So there we go. Do come along to that. I'll be putting up all sorts of promo about that uh, in due course, but it's only a couple of weeks away, so uh, don't be shy. Right, that is genuinely all we've got time for. Quick shout-out uh, shout for Patreon. Welcome to the new members. Thank you very much for signing up. If you want to support what we do, uh, donating a bit of, bit of moolah every month, go to patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And if you do, you will be entitled to a Kerry Dixon banner. Uh, and also you will, you can join our Discord group, which is like Mixler, but 24-7. Very lovely people in there. Uh, in off the post. JK, we should do an in off the post next week at some stage, I think. Happy to. We've got a bit of a build-up of emails. Uh, but if you, yeah, if, you, if you want your emails read out, chelseafancast at gmail.com. Send them to me by Sunday. Uh, also, you know, Patreon, Instagram post, tweets, any anything like that. Anywhere you want to get hold of us, we'll read it out. Uh, you can follow the show on all the social media at Chelsea Fancast, Beers, Stanford Chid, Jonathan, Jonathan Kidd, Martin and Martin underscore Wickham. Martin, great to see you, as always, my friend. It's been far too long, and it's about time we caught up for a pint, for fuck's sake. Well, you've just mentioned a perfect day for it, because I will plan on being at the Troubadour. Well, there we go. As long as they're not charging, well, they probably are charging, ridiculous price and he fucking fainted at the price of a pint there yeah it's fucking expensive but don't tell them it's it's, it's, it's around the it's around the that part of London and you know they've got costs to cover so what can you do and the beer is rather good it is good and the company hope the company will be fantastic because I know not one person has made a joke about how you pay for we can all pay in fake tenors can't we (laughs) If he's got his own printing press, he has. Yeah. He has. Yeah. Martin, it'd be, it'd be. Well, I might actually. But I won't see you on the fourteenth. We're like, you're not coming to the AGM. Um, no, I am. I am not around at all that weekend. So yeah, be either the Arsenal game or that, or the sound of it. See you on the twenty second, then, mate. That would be yeah. lovely. All right, and uh, Jonathan, lovely to see you. And you are going to be Burnley bound tomorrow, aren't you? Hey up. All right. How are you getting up there, lad? Uh, getting trained. Getting trained. To Manchester. Do they do and... trains to Burnley? Oh, right. They via go. Manchester. Yeah, via Manchester. How long is that going to take you? Uh, 27 hours. 27 if hours. There, if, if only there was a high speed option to Manchester. <laughs> yeah, you see, I, I just couldn't even think about getting the train from Winchester, so I'm driving up, which is a bit of ball ache, but never mind. Say I remember back a few years ago, Chelsea used to have the subsidised trains up, and it would take a it would go to Burnley, but very 
slowly. So then you get the old Harry Potter trains going up to Burnley and yeah. Like the old Chelsea specials with no windows. Well, no, no, the windows are intact on okay, these Okay, fair enough. All right, well, look, JK, give me a tinkle when you're there. We'll try and meet yes, up. Yes, I'll phone you before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah as yeah. opposed to at half time and nothing happens. Or, or just ping me a message, whatever. Uh, yeah. We will meet yeah. up tomorrow, I promise. All right, brilliant. Um, this has been far too much fun. It's the most fun I've had all week that's legal. So there we go. Well done. You lot out there, brilliant for joining us. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Up the Chelsea! <laughs> <laughs> The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.